0: everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, your host, Katie Indy Crow, and today we are going to talk about self-care slash energy management for busy people. And the reason why I'm bringing this forward is that I know a lot of the people who are in the audience and who form the Crow Medicine community are parents, they're business owners, they are caretakers, they are people who live full lives. And so one of the things that becomes a challenge, in fact, the number one challenge that people have spoken to me about over the years is being a person who leads a full life, who is struggling to find time to fit in things like energy management and self-care. And so today in this episode, I am going to share some of my best suggestions on how you might like to start bringing uh, self-care and energy management into your life. The key of this episode is doing it in ways that make sense with your life. Hello and welcome back to Crow Medicine Today, we are going to talk about energy management and fitting self-care time in for busy people. And The reason why I'm bringing it forward today, like I said in the introduction, is that so many people in this audience live a full life, and that's a great thing. So many people in this audience also realize that if we do not take care of ourselves or give ourselves regular time and space to do things that help us feel nurtured, nourished, and loved, we wind up not liking the way we feel in our body, being snippy and cranky with the people around us, getting burnt out, <laughs> and also missing opportunities to have fun in life. The second most common energy management self-care related thing that comes up is that people who do lead busy lives sometimes wind up feeling very overwhelmed and or having a lowered quality of day-to-day life in terms of how they experience their personal selves, their personal body, their personal energy spectrum, and also where they explore their curiosities. Even someone who is living full-time in their dream and doing exactly what it is that they want, um, these people, person like me even gets, we are busy. And one of the things that happens when we get so enthralled taking care of other people and stepping up to committees and building things that matter and taking care of children and all of the things that we do is that we forget about where energy sits in all of it and what winds up happening sometimes with people maybe you're one of these people is that people lead into things like burnout they learn lead into things like chronic stress and anxiety and uh, have things like panic attacks. And I know this firsthand, <laughs> I do a little personal share. This stuff started coming to the forefront in my life as really important to think about back when I was in my 20s doing my PhD. Because at that time, like anybody who's pursuing a goal, you're involved in classes, you're teaching classes, and then you're doing other things that are, you know, associated with it. So for me, it was like doing research proposals. And So what wound up happening was at exactly that same time, I was having a serious energy body expansion. And so I was interacting with thousands of students and all kinds of people and also pushing myself to my intellectual best while at the same time having a serious energy body expansion where my soul was growing, where my ability to feel and read and pick up energy was growing. And because I was so busy with the school and getting grounded and building a life, I didn't have necessarily what I called the time to take care of my energy body. And because of all of that, what wound up happening is that at the age of 27 years old, I was waking up and vomiting before going to work in the morning. You know what I mean? I don't share that as a poor me story. That for me was a turning point. I remember like getting up that morning I had maybe gone to bed at one or two o'clock that night before because I was marking papers and living up to my responsibilities and they weren't left till the last minute saying to all the busy people, cause this is one for us. There are times in our lives and in our schedules and in our responsibilities where we have to go to the line and we have to go to the wall. And sometimes those times are not giving us days off hours off the things that you hear people saying, Uh, you know, self-care time, what they really are talking about. And so one of the things that really influenced me as a teacher and influenced how I developed my energy methodology and also what I'm going to talk about now is being somebody who was so incredibly busy, but who also knew that being that busy was killing me. And what actually happened in the long-term result and what I say about it now is what happens when we don't take care of our energy? Well, in my case, I destroyed big part of my body because I did things like drink coffee (laughs) like a lot of coffee and I would unwind from work in the socially acceptable way of drinking alcohol with my colleagues and I would be you know doing energy drinks so I could stay up all night to finish my stuff and that killed my stomach and that in addition to being highly energy sensitive and not yet being aware of how my work field work or what was going on and taking in and out other people's energy wound me up in a state where I had really serious IBS um, expressions and I was getting migraines all the time. So basically I was living my dream and I was achieving everything, a 4.0. Everybody, I had a good reputation. Everything was going really well, had friends. But inside, I was absolutely crumbling because I had not yet figured out ways to put self-care into my life, or at least ways to put self-care that brought energy management into play. Because I, at that time, like so many of you probably do, was already going to the gym. I was already doing basic meditation. But what I wasn't doing was really taking account of who I was as an energetic being and how that played into what was going on in my everyday life. And so as we move forward in this conversation, remember, you are a unique person. And part of the joy of being who you are is getting to do all these awesome things that keep us busy. And part of being able to really enjoy and thrive in those spaces is just giving ourselves a little bit of love, a little bit of pats on the back and finding ways to do it that fit in with our schedule. So in the next segment, I am going to talk about what I learned about energy management and busy schedules and um, how you might like to think about putting you a little more into yours. Building off what I was just saying, the number one energy management self care tip that I'm going to bring forward now is this You are an energetic being, you are a soul, <laughs> your energy body and your physical body experience a lot of invisible things during the run of a day that can have an impact on them. And so, one of the things that is important for you to get to know about yourself is how you work. The basis of any good energy management plan and any self-care plan in general is to think about things like this. What is it that makes me feel nurtured, nourished, and loved? Those are three very important components to feeling grounded and safe in this world. Because when we do not feel nurtured, nourished, and loved, what winds up happening is that we... Our energy bodies erode. We start lowering our vibration, and we start falling out of love with the world. And so, one of the things that is very important about energy management and self-care in this in this reality is to get to know, you know, what makes your physical body feel nurtured, nourished, and loved. What makes your energy body and your emotional body feel nurtured, nourished, and loved? And recognizing that that is going to have to be a baseline somewhere is really important. Now, I know that thought is very scary to people because they're so used to thinking about, you know, achieving goals and making sure that everybody else gets looked after. And we're also kind of taught to think that things like feeling nurtured, nourished and loved are secondary. And the whole point of what it is about grounding a high vibrational reality and raising the harmony and raising the harmonic of your life is that in order to do that, you have to know what those things are that help you buzz at that frequency, and you intentionally are then able to put those things into your life. Feeling nurtured, nourished, and loved includes things like getting to play. It includes things like going to the gym. It includes things like giving yourself time to write in a journal or to sing. This is an important thing because once you set out, what makes you feel nurtured, nourished, and loved? The rest of it kind of falls after that, right? Because you start finding ways to put those things into your life. One of the secrets of energy management and happy energy management is that the things that we enjoy doing, for the most part, are things that positively feed our soul. There are things that Our soul and our energy body and our body, you know, like likes to be in connection and they like to be in connection with the earth. And so a lot of us feel extreme joy when we're doing things outside, when we're physical, when we're, you know, some people get it from being in social groups with friends um, where they're not giving things. One of the things that's important here is to realize that you're not being weak by fitting this stuff into your life. And rather, what happens when you put these things into your life is that your quality of life starts to improve, your vibration raises, your reality starts to change, and you start getting to that higher harmonic version of yourself that you might be seeking to be. This is one of the most important things. And so another part of getting to know yourself that I want to talk about here is getting to know yourself specifically as an energetic being. What makes you tick? you know, what is going on in your quality of life and what is going on in your state of being on a day-to-day basis is a really good indicator of whether you're taking care of your energy body or not. So what are the signs of an energy body that is struggling in kind of the busyness of a busy life schedule? Well, I told you some of the things in the last segment. And so things like developing anxiety and stress disorders, uh, developing IBS, having migraines. Um, There's other layers to it, like being really cranky to your family and being very difficult to get along with. Um, These are kinds of things that or losing your inspiration, not feeling in love with the world, not feeling in love with your creation, not feeling in love with with your family, not feeling in love with whatever it is that you're going to do. Whenever we do not give ourselves the space to recognize that even the responsibilities we love carry um, an energetic weight, what winds up happening is that we can become extremely overwhelmed and dragged down by them. And so getting to know how much energy you're putting into a situation versus how much energy you're getting out of it, and not in a transactional sense, but in terms of keeping your inner balance and where that needs to be is a top tip. Now, once you figure out a little bit more about who you are as an energy being and what it is that you need as a person just to feel grounded, nurtured, nourished and loved, it's going to be easier for you to start finding parts of your day, week, month, year to fit that stuff in because this is something that is a long term plan and this is something that a lot of people actually put into their calendars. And so, If you're looking for a way to make sure that you're doing this, start scheduling yourself in a little bit um, around your or like maybe like 15 minutes here or there that I would like to call bookends in between your appointments and or start getting up a little bit early earlier in the morning or finding a space in your day to give yourself a little bit of time where you can just connect one of the biggest misconceptions about spiritual practice and energy management and it kind of goes hand in hand but we'll talk about energy management here is that you have to spend a long time at doing it for it to be effective Now, there are some tools that work better than others. I prefer my own because I am an efficient person. And I'll talk about those in another section or maybe even later in this one. But the thing is, is that once you figure out tools that work for you and practices that make you feel nurtured, nourished and loved and that you enjoy doing, and also you start identifying little moments of the day where you can fit them in, what starts happening is that you're creating moments of resetting recharging and regeneration throughout your day so a lot of people go between meeting 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 event 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 event, thing 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 between the days and that's just the way that the world has us scheduling our things now those of you who are a fan of my blog have read my research about or my posts about processing so processing is very important One of the reasons people can feel very overwhelmed, busy people is because they go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, intense thing to intense thing to intense thing to intense thing. And over time, that creates a wall of energy and information and sometimes leftover emotions or things that your soul is marking for you to note that can become very heavy and almost downright oppressive. And when you're carrying around a lot of this on processed energy is when we wind up becoming hair triggers for anxiety, start having panic attacks and start feeling really depressed. These are things that are in many ways related to how much energy and or how we are dealing with it in our bodies. And so one of the reasons why I talk about finding spaces throughout the day, bookends or pockets of peace, you could call them, is that. If you are regularly just kind of taking a few minutes to breathe and let go of what just occurred, even if it was a beautiful thing, we are kind of creating spaces, little little packages for the energy that kind of helps you to organize it in your life. You are also giving yourself the space to immediately say, hey, how do I feel about what just happened there? You know, what were the good parts? What were the bad parts? Is there anything I need to deal with? And in the case of people who are dealing with harsh energy, we know that just because we are going into the office doesn't mean the spirituality of it all doesn't stop existing. Sometimes we're in meetings with people who have terrible energy, and that energy feels like it's rattling around in our body, taking pockets of peace and giving ourselves some moments to align our energy, tune our energy, And to come back to ourselves and to come back to our base, we release the energy of their crap and we get back to ourselves, and we therefore allow ourselves not only to feel more nurtured, nourished and loved, we also are allowing ourselves to take account of the energetic transaction that just happened. And even better than that, you're tuning back to yourself now. One of the things that is really unique about this podcast and all of the stuff that I share is that you'll notice I share um, music podcasts about connecting to your highest harmonic and different ones about connecting to different energy strands. You can work with those as a tool in a moment where you want to charge or even better than that, you can come to my school, which I will talk about later on. We still have a few more tips to get through. The final tip that i will talk about for this installment is creating an oasis of peace and using it so what do i mean by an oasis of peace it kind of goes along with the other two points that i've already made now for me my oasis of peace is a small room in my house where i have all of my crystals and i have flashing lights and my essential oil diffuser where i can close the door And when my door is closed, everybody knows that this is my way of saying I'm taking a little bit of personal time, I'm meditating, I'm tuning myself in, or I'm just hanging out and I would like to be left alone. One of the reasons why I need an oasis of peace and why I recommend one for people who are busy is that one of the things that happens is giving yourself time and space to be around high vibrational instruments that you have tuned And having things like sounds or uh, essential oils or a meditative practice in in a way where you're going to actually get the space to just breathe and be you for a few minutes is really important. (laughs) It's really important. And it's more important than a lot of us realize. One of the reasons why it's nice when you can construct an oasis of peace is that you can go back to it all the time. And the more high vibration activities you do in it like raising your vibration, like having a positive, you know, self-connection moment, the higher the vibration of the space gets, and it almost becomes like a little temple in your home. Other places that you could use other than making your own office, the bathtub is a perfect place for people who don't necessarily have another room <laughs> that's free to do that in. Taking a shower and do, or taking a bath with essential oils and giving yourself the time in that oasis of peace to connect your soul and to care for your energy body is going to be a way that you're able to prepare for your day. How often you visit your Oasis of Peace or what you do there is really up to you and variable person to person to person. Some people are great if they just have a little sit down in the morning or in the evening to self-connect. Other people who perhaps deal with a high volume of spiritual energy or personal energy or caretaking tasks may or who are highly energy sensitive may benefit from having multiple touch points in their oasis of peace throughout the day so like at the beginning and the end of the day which if we go back to one of the earlier suggestions could kind of be like a bookend and or a creation point so in the morning connect to your highest harmonic connect to your soul connect to your highest you know your highest harmonic pathway for the day Prepare yourself spiritually and energetically to have the best day that you possibly can. And that signals that your day begins. Uh, At the end of the day, when you're coming home or after everybody's gone to bed or whatever it is you're doing in your personal life situation, sit down and just connect with yourself again in that space. Turn on the essential oil diffuser, hold that crystal, listen to that music and allow yourself to have multiple layers of energy alignment going at once. One of the things that you're going to notice that I am big time proponent of is doing things in layers that work together and that way we're going to maximize the efficiency of the moments that we do have for self-care and that really is a fundamental underpinning teaching of everything that I do here so you'll notice that on this page I do like shorter podcasts that have to do with music and harmonization you'll notice that at my school which I'm going to talk about in a minute I teach about Working in this concept of finding spaces for energy management that are going to make sense with your life and that are not going to feel arduous. Rather, they start feeling like something that helps you be you throughout the day, that you look forward to, and that you have fun with. That's the ideal. So in conclusion, let's go back to the main points here, and that is that We are energy aware, energy sensitive people who are out in the world and we are living our lives. And in the process of living our lives, sometimes we wind up coming into situations where we are not taking care of our basic needs. And when we're not taking care of our basic needs, including those that are energetic as well as spiritual, what winds up happening is we lead to burnout. And so, we we fall out of love with the world. We lower our vibration. We start taking on other people's problems and feeling stressed out. The whole purpose of this podcast is to say that, my friends, there are a lot of things that you can do that will work with your current schedule to help you manage your energy more efficiently. As I stated, once you figure out what your basic needs are to feel nurtured, nourished, and loved, and once you kind of start identifying five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes there, and start viewing yourself as an energetic being, one of the, that has like needs to manage, start taking those bookends between meetings. Start taking those moments to disconnect from a terrible energy that you might have encountered in the last meeting before going to the next one. Take those moments in the morning, in your you know, in your oasis of peace to raise your vibration so that you're ready to go for the day and repaired. No matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened in the astral field, you are ready to go today. These or, you know, even better than that, do it before you go out or at the beginning of your day, as well as at the end to repair yourself and to talk to yourself about how you felt. Creating moments of self-engagement And where you can shift your energy rapidly, quickly, like you can when you are working with multiple tools at once, like your crystals, like your essential oils, like your breath work, like your energy management is going to help you supercharge any moment that you're already dedicating to yourself. And so even if you are a person who already has a self-care strategy in play, maybe what you're thinking about is other ways to improve that if you've been listening along to this podcast and thinking well i like how she approaches this and what she's saying makes a lot of sense the good news is is that i teach about this um, with what i'm talking about here as some of the fundamental principles at my school and i have some courses that are available right now that are quick study for busy people uh, that you can work with to start structuring energy management into your life and more important than that i created a tool that is like a triple layer tool that aligns your energy body focuses on the meditative quality of breath and brings you to your highest harmonic potential all at one time. As I told you earlier on in this podcast, I was a person who hit a nervous breakdown, really kind of end of the wall state at the age of 27 years old from being a busy person who lived a life that didn't have any spiritual personal time. I was taking gym time. I was taking social time. But at that point, I had not yet figured out how important energy body management was. And whenever I was dealing with it, it wasn't really in a moving context like what I'm trying to talk about you here is energy management is something that we can take everywhere with us. And a good energy management tool, in my opinion, is one that we are able to adapt into our environments and have work for us. And so the way that I teach it at my school is I teach it through Breathe Ground Connect. But for people, and that's a really good one for people who are newer to meditation and newer to harmonization and really working on wanting to get layers of how to get their energy body and their anxiety, things like that in tow. Though I don't teach specifically about anxiety, what I do teach is the fundamental principles of how to ground and work with the natural energy of the crystalline core of the earth, how to work with the natural energy of source to create a safe and clear and healed energy pillar that you can put yourself into every day to heal yourself. And this is just one of the key tools that you can work with anytime as a book in and as in your Oasis for Peace, and as you're going from space to space. The other key program that I would recommend here, and maybe even I would put this one first, is Auric Field Clinic. You learn the same tool that you get in Breathe, Ground, Connect, but you don't go through the underlying philosophy of it. Instead, you learn more about how energy moves in day-to-day processes, and it helps you visualize a little bit more about how you may be encouraging and engaging energy in your day-to-day life. The purpose of that is, of course, once we get to know who we are as energetic beings. And once we kind of have a better understanding of how our energy body works and how our expanding energy body works and how we are better able to manage it, we're then able to take this amazing thing, which is our highly tuned energy system and our soul and our high vibration into every space that we participate in. We, the energy sensitive people, we are a huge majority of people in this world. And as we continue to ground what we require for self-care and nurturing and nourishment and love in ourselves, we are going to continue to build workspaces, home spaces, family spaces, school spaces that engender that because this is a radical part of the shift that we're going to make. And so from one person who went from a highly stressed out lifestyle, and I'm still busy all the time. What I know now is what I wish I would have known then and what I shared with you today. If you feel as though you have not have lost quality of life, and as though you're not getting the most out of your energy practice and as if you're you know maybe wanting to just take a little something on board. Stick around here at Crow Medicine Podcast. Check out my blog articles. Check out my music installments because guess what? Everything I produce here is about energy management. Everything I talk about and share is designed to help you understand a little bit more about the fantastic layers that you are and how to work with them so that you improve your quality of life and feel great about your life here. Thanks so much for sticking around. More from me soon. Katie Indie Crow. Oh, and I'll link the programs. Big love.